Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Rithkem and Mason Pan, both principals with control risks in their compliance, forensics, and intelligence practice. Rith is the technology operations and custom solution leader in the Americas, Europe, Africa, and the Asia-Pacific region, while Mason is the leader of the data analytics group for the Americas. Gentlemen, how are you? Hey, good, Ari. Doing well, thank you, Ari. Mason, tell us about control risks and its compliance, forensics, and intelligence practice. So Control Risk, we've been around for over 40 years now, and we're a global specialist risk consultancy. And in terms of my practice, the Compliance, Forensics, and Intelligence Group, we focus on regulatory issues, white-collar crime, any sort of risks that kind of global corporations will have in this modern day. So a lot of the work that we do are on reactive investigations, whether it's allegations of fraud, bribery, corruption, or on the other side, you know, after we finish these investigations, we'll oftentimes be asked by whether it's the compliance officer or the general counsel um, or the other executive team to improve and enhance their compliance function. So we do a little bit of the reactive side and then also uh, on the proactive side. Rith, what trends do you expect to see in analytics monitoring systems in 2019? It's a really good question, Ari. You know, the abundance of data and, and the global nature of companies really forcing organizations to think about and develop new systems and, and ways of monitoring and applying controls that will eventually report and allow companies to take action across various systems and departments. Recently, we're seeing an increase of mandate to, to demonstrate some of the effectiveness of the compliance programs, often through external measures, a lot of various FCPA violations and automating some of that after a compliance investigation, but then also the UK Bribery Act guidance on adequate procedures states that organizations might wish to consider seeking some form of external verification or assurance of the effectiveness of these procedures. Having that second glance, having it growing, it's an emerging trend, but organizations are realizing that having that second pair of eyes analyzing their, you know, their things behind the scenes is highly effective. And Mason, I don't know if there's anything you want to chime in about. Yeah, I think, you know, what Rith is talking about, I think there's some of the drivers, which I think you can summarize into kind of the increasing volume and kind of prevalence of data the global nature of companies as companies expand to emerging territories, I think there's a greater need for compliance and oversight. And also, at the same time, I think regulators are also anticipating and expecting global corporations, especially Fortune 100 companies, that have really best-in-class compliance systems where companies say, you know, say forgot about a certain you know, type of risk or any sort of oversight, that's really no longer an excuse. I think it's really about having a comprehensive approach to compliance that centers around technology. We're seeing that more and more. Mason, how are your clients applying data to remediate and strengthen their compliance programs? 
Uh, all right, touching some of the points that we talked about in terms of trends I and mean, continuing them in terms of what our clients are looking for, I think some of the requirements that we're seeing from corporations is that they're looking for a global view, a holistic view of their operations so that someone from headquarters can see what's happening you know, across the ocean, a different continent, a different geographic footprint. And there's technology that allows you to view these compliance insights at a summary level then that allows you to then drill down into the detailed granular transactions. So that's one area in terms of the holistic view. But also I think it's important that companies start thinking about using data analytics and looking at the transactions in order to test the effectiveness of their compliance programs. So, you know, you can have the latest and best-in-class compliance policies and protocols and controls, but without actually taking a look at the actual behavior, which is the data itself, you're not actually sure how well people are adhering to those policies. So, you know, we like to call that closing the loop by looking at it from the, da- from the data level. And all these are part of just being proactive, kind of what I talked about earlier in terms of regulators, especially after certain leniency agreements, are looking for companies to revamp their compliance programs where they're being proactive in terms of monitoring risks that may be happening in high-risk jurisdictions. So those are just some of the things that I've looked at. Rith, how common are compliance analytics? To be honest, I think it's it's emerging, right? It's, it's, I can't say that it's extremely common that everyone is doing it. I think as technology advances, it is going to be uh, adopted kind of uh, at a faster pace. Uh, I'll give you an example. We've implemented programs of reusing analytics to combat things like insider threat and concerns which leverage human intelligence to drive automation. And, and this technology constantly monitors communication, user behaviors, and accesses data across unstructured and structured data platforms. A lot of the solutions we've applied for insider threats provides indicators and recommendations about best course of actions and, and what the actual end client or, or administrator needs to do to, to react. And what we're finding is that that particular technology, this monitoring technology, is evolving. Right? It's going to evolve to fulfill the needs of compliance departments. And as we identify rules through some of our findings, and as technology such as connectors across financial systems and email systems continue to emerge, the platforms will, will naturally utilize these connectors to perform analytics and basically make our lives a lot easier. And I think, and this is Mason here, I think I got a couple of other examples where, you know, Rip talked about insider threat, you know, looking at different communications, married out with structured data such as payments and transactions and kind of following the money. And I think that really meshes well with the needs for kind of fraud detection and fraud prevention in banks where you need to look at not just communications, who's talking to who and where the money is flowing, but also there's a cyber element too to kind of see, you know, where there's potential breaches, for example. So I think in the future, these different data sources all need to be tightly integrated. And whereas kind of the traditional way of, you know, maybe things are being siloed into different departments. We've seen our clients get in trouble with that, where there's kind of the major financial losses because departments are not talking to each other. So I think, you know, the, the analytics of the future really need to really mesh well with different organization departments. 
We had a case last year in Brazil. This was a corruption investigation where we actually implemented a proactive analytics monitoring solution. So a little bit background about this case. So this was a case where there were allegations of improper payments and bribes being paid to tax officials and authorities where the aim is to get the company, our client, potentially preferential treatment and also winning bids and getting funds from the government. So some of these bribes are being facilitated through marketing expenses. So we're looking at money, structured databases, accounting databases. And so the analytics is really crucial here to quantify and identify these transactions that could be suspicious. So what we did here was look at the universe of financial data, and we narrowed it down to information related to payments. And then when we applied our red flags, which you can think of red flag being a query that would go into the data and look for certain characteristics that may be anomalous or present higher risk. So after we took the data, we analyzed it, and and it comes out, that's kind of where the investigators should be looking at. So this is what we did in the investigation. And after the investigation ended, there was a settlement and a leniency agreement. And as part of that, this company had to implement a compliance remediation program that involved technology. So what we did was take some of the red flags that we used during the investigation, strengthen them more by looking at additional areas within the corporation, and that made these queries more automated so that these queries are run on a continuous basis. And there you have a proactive solution that's constantly monitoring for payments to third parties or even employee expenses to look for suspicious transactions. Rith, where do you see compliance headed in the new year? All right. You know, I think in the new year, I think what folks are going to slowly recognize is that they're going to start appreciating snapshots in time, right? We'll be less concerned with the growth of data, but appreciate the speed in which data is moving. And that moment in time that's really captured the highest value from that data. And what I mean by that is that industries are collaborating, storing information in real time. And what we feel is that risk scoring of individuals, of entities, will also be trending um, throughout the next year as well. And these scores will be utilized to identify high performers, potential insider threat actors. In addition to scoring customers, you know, we're seeing it with call centers and we're seeing it across multiple applications in Southeast Asia, where they'll be applied externally to improve the success rate of certain sales, then also kind of indicators on potential external threats as well. Compliance is also heading towards kind of more transparent shared policy approach as well. A lot of best practices will be shared across organizations and making it a lot easier for teams to operate. With the increase in technology and the abundance of various tools and systems, we're also going to see improved um, compliance policies and integrations as well, making corporations and organizations, giving them that flexibility to, to roll out programs a lot quicker and recycle some of the technology use cases and models to ensure that their compliance departments are optimized. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Rithkem and Mason Pan, both principals within Control Risks Compliance, Forensics, and Intelligence Practice.
Rith is the technology operations and custom solutions leader in the Americas, Europe, Africa, and the Asia-Pacific region, while Mason is the leader of the data analytics group for the Americas. Gentlemen, thanks so very much. Thanks, Ari. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.